hard to kick these things off. It is uh, definitely after something like that. We are we are still at the scene of the crime. The second episode where we've been lucky enough to film something in the stadium. First time we did Yankee. Now we're at City. This is a, a different feeling than the Yankee one because I think we had a win. I know. I think Yankee was a loss and bad refs. Which seems to be the <laughs> bad refs theme. is the story the story of the team this year. Yeah. Well, I think more than anything, we were robbed of just the experience of penalties. You know, I, I would have liked to see us equalize at the end, rightfully so, and then, and then go into penalties and, and have our fair shake to get away with the point that we deserve. I don't want to – it is a horrible call in my opinion. And if it is offside, then offside has been so overcomplicated to the point where do we really need it to be that, that complicated? Where XYZ happens, then the play doesn't reset. If X happens, play resets. All of that to me is it, – it should simply be who did it come off last and where was the player that scored when it came off the last person. That, yeah. that It should be point blank period. That should be all that it is. And then on top of that – Clear and obvious doesn't take five to six minutes. No. Period. It if it if you can't prove it in a minute or two that you were wrong, then you just have to go with that it was right and give Atlas their fair shake of coming back and trying to score on us to win the game. Yeah. At the end of the day. Or give us our fair shake to go down and try to win the game. Well, I think the the thing is that something I, I hate the terms clear and obvious and that being the the thing that encompasses the rule in the book. I think you have to add some kind of time limit to that. In my opinion, right. if you're saying clear and obvious is is the ruling, then it has to be one minute, two absolute max. A minute and a half. I think people clocked it. It was six minutes. Six minutes, yes. And then Cushing talked about it in the post-game presser. Um, what do you want me to say? It's go. It's go. I think there's one person. If, it's very unclear because it's different in this cup too. And I understand there's a rules document. I get it. But... We would normally go to the screen and all of this is different. Um, it's a different competition. Let's go. And the fact that we watched it for, I mean, I'm sure you guys can probably clock how long it took. Yeah, it was like crazy. And I, and I, I don't understand the rules anymore, so. Because it's clear and obvious, it's not clear and obvious, it's five minutes, it's someone's, it's go. And I think it's really disappointing because, you know, the, the competition is um, an excellent competition. You can see uh, the way both leagues have put a lot of resource and a lot of uh, thought into a, an excellent competition. Spoiled tonight. With this being a different tournament, there's not the sideline board for the official on the field to go and make a final call after he receives whatever information he's getting from the VAR room. It's just, it's, it's really deflating, I think, from a team that continued to look good as they looked, as good as they've looked in the past few games, although it's not where we want to be ultimately. We definitely looked way better than Atlas did tonight. And a lot of players looked a lot hungrier than they have recently. I think a lot of players showed desire that, quite frankly, hasn't been there for a long time. Yeah. Like Talis. Early on. Talis early on, even beyond skill-wise and what he was able to bring to the team and actually move the ball forward, effort-wise, this was one of his best games mm -hmm. all season. Early on, though. It, it faded, I think. And I, I think the effort was still there. Yeah. I, I, the, it wasn't coming off for him, and I think at a point, I was kind of thinking, okay, you were kind of trying to be saucy earlier. At this point, we're down a goal. Put that away, yeah. and let's play football. Like, yeah. let's play. Just play. Stop toying around. Like, let's just actually go and play and try to score here. Yeah, as, as much as I'd like to blame the refs, they, the Atlas scored early. And we had a lot of time, a lot of football, and a lot of possession to go down and score, and we didn't. Yeah. We created chances, too. At the end of the day, chances are as good as excuses. They're worthless. Yeah, and I think... I think we had 67% possession 
to Atlas, whatever the math is, to get us to 100. On top of that, all three of their chances were in set-piece play. And I think that's an issue that we had earlier in the season that we kind of got away from. We were able to shore up whatever the issues were. I don't know why we're, we're kind of relapsing back to having that issue on set pieces and defending them. And I'm, I guess I'm not really sure where that comes from. Because aside from that... It might be the just the fact that the, the back line has shuffled so much. I guess, yeah. And it continues to. Uh, even today, it Even in open play, Tavon was outstanding. He's been far and away probably one of the best defenders, if, if we're not counting Cheneau, on the team for the last two to three games. And then Cheneau was just... He's playing like... A, 35-year-old man in a 22-year-old body. Yeah. I'm seeing this pace and the tackles that don't make sense flexibility-wise for a 35-year-old Yeah, man. well, and then also there was moments where he just, he wasn't playing like he was on a yellow. He was playing like a man <laughs> yeah. who was clean, had a clean slate, not only in the terms of his tackling, just arguing with the, with, yeah. the, with the refs and definitely not being shy of what he's going to say to these people. Yeah, Chanel was outstanding. I think our defense as a whole was outstanding outside of we lose the, the runner on the set piece, and credit to him, it was good to get the contact. You hate seeing that go in. That, that seems like an easy save that Barraza has done before, things that, that he's faced before. I don't know if maybe the moment the atmosphere was kind of in his head a little bit in the beginning. That seemed all game, he's, he seemed a little rattled. He seemed like he wasn't up for it, and yeah. that's rare from him because typically he's the one who, even if he's not playing well, he looks confident in what he's doing. Well, it sucks too because it's one of those situations where you – Barraza most likely shouldn't have faced a shot of that quality or shouldn't have really faced that shot the way that he did face it. I just don't see how we also have three center backs on the field and this guy is going completely unmarked on a and set piece. And two wingbacks. And two wingbacks. Right. We have Alenich, Kufre, Cheneau, Tiago, and Tavon, and none of them pick up this guy that gets I a clean, not only to settle it, then to take the volley right. and, and take a shot. Which Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I'd have to watch it back. I think it's possible that the, the run came from a position where a midfielder should have been on him mm -hmm. and should have communicated the, that this was either like somebody that he's passing on yeah. or communicated that he needs help or something. Again, I'd have to watch it back. It's just, it felt like a sucker punch. It, it felt like a sucker punch in here, too, because there's so many Atlas fans that actively celebrated that. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't really know. I think going in Toronto, I think the game honestly would give us more confidence and a reason to go out and try to smash Toronto Yeah. beyond trying to make Sean John look stupid. Well, I think there's, I feel like we are the the positive light in the NLCFC community sometimes, sometimes to our Simply own, too. yeah, sometimes to our own dismay too. And that, I guess that just comes from a, a place of copium, really trying to copium, make yeah. it through what has been a, arguably the worst stretch in club history. When it comes to, to things to look positive to from this game, I think Baca came in and he looked like he was doing all of the things that we're expecting him to do. Yeah. He was very, very unlucky not to, well, not unlucky. He put it straight down the middle and it saved. That was almost a, a legend in the making moment. Yeah. If, if first Baca touch scores that. On par with Messi. Yeah. Kick, honestly. Yeah. Because that would have been first touch, first goal. Mm -hmm. Coming to a market this big, that would have been huge for the game, for the team specifically. The as league a and whole. the competition, too. Yeah. There's been a lot of incredible things happening across the competition so far. I think we should talk about that too. The reaction to whether we should care about it or not, or whether it's important or not, or... We should. For me, I judge things off of if the players care and if the fans care. Yeah. We saw that the players clearly care. We've watched almost every single League's Cup game to this point. That's what I was going to say. And, and 
all the teams of care to the point where dudes are getting sent off for headbutting people. P's are getting sent off for headbutting. DPs, <laughs> things are going to pens. It's Messi exciting. cares. Right. Busquets. Busquets. You saw a sold-out Inter-Miami game for Messi. People cared about the game as well. It was, a, it was an amazing game. It created headlines. Probably created a lot of fans. Just And the fans. It was packed out. Atlas fans, New York fans chanting back and forth at each other, creating this, momentum for each other. This, to me, may be the best atmosphere that I've seen from NYCFC fans since... It's hard to say. I know the atmosphere... It'd be like 2019 playoffs. Yeah. I, I think that might have been the close. And it is something about City Field and the way it's laid out. The chants were definitely loud. Yeah. Genuinely, when, when it was NYCFC or... And the supporter section. Our supporter section showed out. Yeah. I've never seen them... I, well, I have seen them as loud. It's rare that you see them that loud, specifically in the form that we're in, mm-hmm. uh, for them to show out. That, that's that's what, what we've been asking for. And that's what you're saying, too, about the League's Cup. Right. So we're hitting both the check marks. The, the players care. Right. Generally, the fans care. Maybe the maybe the fans online don't care as right. much as the others, but this may be the best attendance that we've had this yeah, season. Easily. People come like out for it, it, and Atlas plays a big part in that. Like you said, our supporters were going crazy, and from our perspective, we've watched more... MLS, although they're League's Cup games, probably this week that are not an NYCFC team, then we have the entire season. Right. Well, if there's something, I don't know if it's about the, the penalties or if it's bringing in competition that we don't usually get to see with Liga MX. It is it is very interesting. And I think it's, like you said, everybody cares. So yeah, why not buy in? It brought a lot more why people. Why buy in? It brought out a lot of people specifically. There's definitely people who have an uncle that followed Atlas their whole life and they've, they've now discovered NYCFC. And they get to go to the match together and have a good time and mm-hmm. have that banter of, oh, you beat me this time. I beat you in the Campiones Cup. Yeah. Whatever. That, that to me, is really, really cool. And anytime that a team and multiple teams get together and actually care about a competition and play hard like there was today, I'm going to get behind it. I'm, I'm really happy to you'll win You'll typically that. have a team per league, right? Like Man City, Jerome, and NYCFC maybe in our case. There, there's most likely probably dual NYCFC and Atlas fans that now get to yeah. want to come out and see both of their teams. Right. And like you said, literally, if you're an Atlas fan, how many opportunities do you have in yeah. a lifetime living in New York to see them play? Right, exactly. You've been spoiled over the last few years because you had the Campione's right. Cup and now this. I don't know. It, and it almost does create a little bit of a rivalry now that we know we're going oh, to see definitely. them most likely every year because I think League's Cup is seeded based off region. So I, okay. I don't imagine that changing. It's yeah, it's interesting. I yeah, like it. I love it honestly. They are they are our international rival. That's mm-hmm. pretty obvious. We we got the Campionas Cup from them. They've stolen a result here. Yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna turn into something cool. And hopefully it stays respectful and everything like it, it was today and it doesn't turn into yeah. some, some of the messes that we've there seen. There were some of those chants though. They yeah. were trying to drown them out with the we will. Yeah. Will. I told you I wanted the Instagram version. I guess they didn't have it on tap today. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, they didn't they didn't have but, the MP three. No. Nah. I wish they did. That's my favorite. That's my honest one. I mean, we do favorite artists. I think the craziest thing I just thought about, too, this is the first episode post not only GP rumors, but, oh, but GP fully being gone. Like, yeah. it, it happened so quickly. I think there's a lot of different understandings or thoughts of why it happened flying around. In my opinion, Cushing kind of put those to bed in the press conference tonight. A lot of people were saying GP was pushing his way out, and I think he was getting a bad rap as to the reasoning negatively. behind they were or behind yeah. he was pushing himself out. Cushing kind of said it played in the, in the press conference tonight. When a player gets an offer that financially, especially from a background like GP coming from Brazil, is going to change his and his family's life, Yeah, we have every right to be upset as fans. If you were to put yourself in that position, 
I'm I'm taking the money. There's oh, only so many sure. move. The amount of times that you're gonna get a contract put across the desk that way. Yeah. They only come once or twice in a career, and to not take them because you want to be loyal, you know, yeah. is increasingly or like, extremely or, you know, difficult. Protect or respect the the foundation of soccer. At the end of the day, it's a game that you love, especially yeah. as that young of a guy. He has not had his, right. his splash move yet. I, and I think for everyone to take it negatively, despite the fact that these articles were out there, this info was out there before Nick brought it to us. Yeah. And and I feel like willfully being ignorant in that sense is just, to me, it's wrong. Like, go after like the guy. These, these dudes is... are human. Like They are at the end of the day. They're not robots. His family hasn't been able to get a visa to live here. I think maybe his girlfriend. I think, yeah, Vivi. Vivi's been, been around. I've seen Yeah, at the end of the story. day, family to certain people is so Certain cultures, key. yeah. And not being able to see your family and try to perform your best and, and live in a place that's foreign to you. And you may be learning the language, but language isn't second nature to you. Look, go be with your family. And on top of that, you, you're getting a bag. I, to I'll never financially dis- secure them. Yeah, yeah. I would never. You're making that call to your family to be like, hey, not only can I see you now, we're good. Like, yeah. We're good for life. Like, yeah. That, to me, it transcends anything that we're doing here. And although they're probably not headline reasons, you can see why a player wanting to move out of them. We talked about it all last week. Why is it important for some of these changes, getting back on the world schedule to happen for right. the MLS and things like that? Now he is. He'll, he'll be on that world schedule. Right. Those kind of things are really important, especially for a player if he's looking to go to Europe, which if he stayed with us for another year or two, his first move probably would have been there. Yeah. We got the sell-on too. So I, I'm yeah. not totally... And I think he will sell on. I think, what, what, I think he's 22... He's going to probably play, what, two years there, and he can still go, you know, and, and play somewhere else, attract some eyeballs to some level. Because mm-hmm. no matter what league you play in, if you're Brazilian, there's going to be an eyeball on you. Yeah. There's going to be somebody looking to, to keep you around. Especially if you're And he's attacker. coming from CFG. So if you think CFG is not going to keep their eye on him and his development for not only Man City, but Girona and the Serie A team and the Ligue team and all this stuff. He's going to have eyeballs on him. He's going to have his opportunity to be 24, 25 and, and make a move out of Qatar after securing his family's future. And at the end of the day, we got to respect his own that. future too. Yeah, yeah. We, and I, I fully respect that. And I think we're in a position where, whether we like it or not, this season has turned into a rebuild. And Just waiting for the building part. To just waiting around. for the building part, yeah. <laughs> I think we got some pieces here that can develop this season and get, to, get minutes now that GP is not occupying. Yeah. Yeah, Bach, like we already said, at Baco was promising. He looked good. Uh, Could have scored. We should probably run. We we got the chance to ask him a few questions afterwards, so we'll run those now. Atmosphere was great, so I think that push us to do more and more. So because they deserve to be happy. Awesome, thank you. Not pictured was you dapping up Tavon, telling him that he had a great game. Him he's and had Hack a few good games. Passes off lately. Yeah, he's been and putting the effort more for, than anything. For Hack to be robbed. Oh, of... I was. That's what I asked. I wanted to, to see if if Justin would be available. Yeah. And unfortunately, he wasn't. I wouldn't want to be after. After that, he he if went I saw from him, though, I literally his biggest moment of his career was taken from him yeah. on a ba- on a bad call. Yeah, which is it, it's disgusting. Well, and at this point, what does he have to do really to to 
get in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. At not center back. I guess be better than Sands, which is tough. To, not even. Nearly I feel like to do. all he has to do is be better than the Ledesma, and he has been. Yeah. Rich, Richie came in tonight, and I didn't see anything outstanding that would give me ah, wanting to give him a starting spot over Hack. And probably, aside from the goal that was taken away, same thing for Hack for Ledesma. So I think it's worth tinkering, especially if we're going to be in a position where, I don't know, not that if, if we're not sure what our fates are, then we have to go out and do ex- absolutely what our best is. If there comes a point when we know for sure that playoffs aren't going to happen or something like that, if there are certain players that we're not sure on, or I'm not sure how long Richie's loan is, I believe he's going home after the season in December. I believe so. so in, the plane. Yeah. I, that's, I don't know if it's coming through. There is a plane flying over City Field. I just have to edit that one out. In, in my opinion, if Richie is going to be leaving December 31st, and we are in a position where there's eight or seven games left of the season, and we've been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs or something, this is when you start burning minutes on players that will be here in 2024. And like you said, I don't think we've seen anything outstanding in a long time. Probably since yeah. March or April. Well, that would make Ledesma a guarantee over a hack in the starting lineup. All we've seen is potential. In right? the midfield. All we've seen is things that were almost good. Or taking up space and supplying a chance to somebody else that was almost good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see him get over the hump. At the end of the day, we're getting to the point where even if he does start to turn around, there's no option for us to buy him anyways. So really, what's the point? Like, what what would be the point of playing him now over someone who, like Jason, who's gonna be here, who we know is gonna be here, yeah, and who scored last week and has looked better than every other player on the field, and then got no minutes, tonight. and then got no minutes. <sighs> At what point do we make that decision to play the guys who are gonna be here and kind of bail on the guys who aren't? I almost feel like Talis got to go just because of Cushing expecting that he has experience playing against South American teams. And that type of vibe, because I think we even said in the last episode, we would have loved to see Jason start this game. Yeah. Because nobody else in the left wing position has shown that they should be there over. But him. it should have been Jason over Pellegrini. And mm-hmm. not, no no disrespect to Pellegrini, his his performance tonight was nothing special again. And that's kind of what we've seen. Ever. <laughs> like, it was nothing special, the amazing goal, and then nothing special. I think people say, what blackmail does I know. I, have I, on this club or on Cushing? That, really? I, and I, think, I love Pellegrini through and through. For better or for worse, uh, I it hasn't been there at all the whole season. I think it hasn't been there. at the end of the day, we're we're we have business guys in this club that are saying we're paying him how much and he's playing how much. Yeah, we're we're paying how much for somebody to sit on the bench. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to weed that out because if he's not successful again this season, he's gone. Yeah, point blank period. And I think yeah, I would have started Jason. I would have started Hack even even though Tavon did come in and have that game it, at at minute one. There was not an argument for Tavon to be in there over Hack. Yeah. From from recent performances, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, w- I would agree with you. I think Tavon showed out. We didn't know about that. We didn't know that, that would ha- happen. Although Tavon has been good the last few games, which is very fair to say. So has Hack. They've, they've been pretty identical. I think, I guess, Tavon probably gets... Although Tavon was playing on the left, which is really left, weird. Yeah. When Hack's been in, Hack's been left, and Tavon's been right. right Tiago falls back into the lineup. That's and where for a lot whatever of reason hack is dropped for a lot of Nick Nick decisions don't really make a ton of sense. Well, and it could be oh, they're shutting the lights off on they're us. They're shutting the lights off on us. It, it, it could be that Nick Cushing had that bigger plan of knowing that hack is coming into the midfield later. I don't know that he did. I think that was that was with the game flow. And then I don't know. I just want to comment quickly that I don't think anyone can make an argument for any specific right back to start anymore. Uh-huh. Like they are all 
I think I'd actually lean recent recency bias. Another plane. I'll let it pass. That one was low. That seems this is much that seemed targeted. Yeah. Nick Cushing sent that so the the truth can't be told. Uh, shut up. I would say that recency bias says that Tavon starts right back. They are all on the same level to me at this point. I, w- I would say. And for everyone that was saying, what is Nick seeing in training that we aren't? Those last two performances by Elenich, because those were. Including tonight. Like really, like shockingly, I won't say bad, incredibly different than what we saw from him from the beginning. And yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And to say that Turnbull is bad and, and to watch that and say that you'd prefer that is crazy to me. Yeah. So. I think to wrap it up, maybe we give our thoughts. We shared our brackets on Twitter. If you haven't seen them yet, go there. We have screenshots. I think mine's folded. He has Miami winning the whole thing. I have Cincy winning the whole thing. I think you probably look better in that respect right now because Busquets and Messi are demons, and they're only going to get better with Sparks and Alba and everybody yep. else. And then Cincy, I don't know if they ended up pulling it out. I think they lost to SKC, who has been a not great team this season. So when it comes to our chances – for NYCFC, when it comes to group stage games, there's only two. So we have Toronto left. Atlas got three points. Toronto and Atlas are going to have to play. I don't know even if we beat Toronto. And we're tied with Atlas at 3-3. Yeah. If they, they would lose have to, to Toronto, uh, they get the tiebreaker because they beat us. Right. And there's only, and this is probably something we should know as I think we're out. podcasters talking. Think- only the first person in a group gets in, is what I'm thinking. Right. Or maybe there's a wild card for most points. We're not going to be that. Maybe there's a tiebreaker. Game. Like, we would have to score a lot on Toronto, and then Toronto would have oh, to GD tie yeah. with, no, I don't know. we don't want Atlas to get more points. So, so bad. So, Atlas 3, us 3, and then we just have to pray on GD that we're better. Right. Otherwise, we're out. Goal differential would save us, I think, maybe. I, we could, like, edit and we're completely out, so but I have no idea. So, that's, that's League's Cup. I, I don't know if we're going to see a knockout <laughs> game, which is going to bust both our brackets. Yeah. That'll Instantly. probably do it for 110. I don't know how yeah. long we went. Usually these feel a lot quicker than they actually are. <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Big thank you to everybody at NYCFC for allowing these, these moments to happen. Even though they turn the lights off on us. And and beyond this, the press conferences and the scrums after with players are, are things that were pipe dreams yeah, back in the dreams. day for us. So we appreciate that. And honestly, none of it would be happening if it wasn't for listeners and watchers and stuff too. We'd love to talk to you guys on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube anything. comments, wherever you want to yell at us about right. anything, we're there to have the conversation. So follow us at Post90Pod, and that'll do it for 110. Thank you. Peace. Peace.